Grace, mercy, and peace are yours this day from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, you are what you do. Worse, you are what you've done. If the room has ever gotten really, really quiet when you walked in, you get it. If you have a past that everybody talks about, or one that nobody wants to talk about, you understand. You ever lost sleep, wondering what people think, or wasted time wishing that you could just go back, you know. You are what you do. And sometimes that's not a good thing. Because folks, don't forget, we can sort of hope that if we just find a way to be the hero enough times, maybe they'll remember that instead of the mistake, the incident, the sin. But I mean, be honest, what do you like to talk about more? God gave us an Eighth Commandment. You shall not bear false testimony against your neighbor. We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor's reputation, but defend them, speak well of them, explain everything in the kindest way. Except churches tend to gossip so much that it's harder to be a sinner here than just about anywhere else in the house that God built to forgive the sinners. And that's because deep down, it's sort of what we'd expect from God, no matter how often we're told that he loves us. It's become so much of what we try and teach our children about our faith. Jesus loves you, so you know, behave. Some folks will write pithy little songs about it. That way we can start them off young, being terrified of the God who promises to love them. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you do. For the Father up above is looking down in love. So be careful, little hands, what you do. <laughs> I don't know. Watch where you go, because Jesus loves you. Watch what you say. Watch what you hear, because Jesus loves you. It's so much of what we reinforce to our adults. Jesus loves everyone, but you know, did you hear? It doesn't sound like the God who wouldn't break a bruised reed. It doesn't sound like the God who refuses to quench the faintly burning wick. It sounds like the God who's really only concerned with making sure that you get called by what you do if you happen to sin, which I guess is a God who brings justice, but not one who takes you by the hand and leads you, not one who gives help to the prisoners who sit in darkness. And so you can see how people have come to treat this place, God's place. The house that he has built to forgive sinners becomes the one place where good little eyes and ears would gather, who don't have soiled hands or feet, who always do what they are supposed to do. This has become the place to be avoided if you actually, I don't know, need love or help or, God forbid, forgiveness. Whoever wrote that evil little song doesn't really know 
God. For all we identify each other based on what we do, so that we can sling arrows. We seem to expect something different from God. God is what he does too. And today, he gets baptized. Jesus, God incarnate, goes out to the Jordan with the sinners and the tax collectors. He goes out to something that forgives sin, even though he has none of it. And he wades down into the water soiled by unclean hands and feet to be spoken to a prophet, by a prophet who is not so careful with what he says. The sky gets ripped open, and unclean eyes see a dove, and unclean ears hear a voice. And finally, we see exactly who our God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the triune God from on high revealed in this moment clearer than anywhere else in all of Holy Scriptures, Jesus gets baptized. And it's the beginning of a ministry where he will fulfill all righteousness for you, the sinners. He becomes like you. He who knew no sin becomes sin for you. He takes upon himself everything that we hate about ourselves and everything that we hate about each other. And he carries that sin out of that water and bears it for three years, fulfilling the law only to be condemned for the things that I have done wrong, the things that you have done wrong. He bears that cross for sinners, for all the world, for me and for you. Your sin is atoned for because Jesus died for it right there. Death is destroyed because he has conquered it right there. He rises again. Three days later, free from the bondage of sin, free from the pains of death, and your sins are forgiven you, all of them, whatever anyone would say, whatever anyone would whisper, Jesus died for that. Your sins are forgiven you. Whatever you cannot help but see when you look in the mirror, whatever you cannot help but hate, Jesus died for that. Your sins are forgiven you, all of it, from the moment that he stepped in the rivers to the moment that he kicked open the stone and snuck out of the tomb only to greet Mary and the disciples. It was all for you, because you were baptized too. Your baptism was into him. For do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? We're buried with him, therefore, by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ is risen from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly, certainly, certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. This is who we are now, baptized into Christ, into his righteousness, into his holiness, into his goodness. He takes on your sin and bears the wrath of God for it. You take on his holiness. You put on Christ at that font right there. God knows you based on that font right there. Everything, everything else gets washed away. All of your sins were placed on Christ. Everything you've ever done and wish you didn't do. Everything worthy of punishment, whether or not you even think it was that bad. Everything that makes you feel ashamed, all of it was paid for by Jesus. Your identity is not what you have done. Your identity is baptized. What God has done for you. He tells you, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. You are his beloved child. 
You are his beloved son. You are his beloved daughter. And he is well pleased with you because you are baptized. He speaks those words to you here and now. Your baptism is into this moment when the sky is ripped open, this declaration, this promise from on high. Your identity is not what you have done or didn't do, simply this. You are baptized. You are baptized when people stare at you. You are baptized when they talk about you. Every accusation leveled against you gets taken from you and placed upon that cross where Christ bore it willingly for you. All that is left is holiness, righteousness, children of God. God, because that is who we are now. Christ took all the sin, and it's finished. You are holy and worthy of love. The Father is well pleased with you. And it makes no kind of sense whatsoever to anyone on the outside. None. It's okay. God chose what is foolish to shame the wise, what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world me. God chose to love me. And he chose to love you. And that is so powerful, a thing that would bring to nothing everything that they would call you. You are not what you have done. The only thing left to call you is what God has done for you. You are baptized. You are baptized into this church where God himself in all of his mercy continues to pour out true love, forgiveness, and peace. That's why we have this building. It's not for the good to get better and look down on the rest. It's for the sinners to get mercy over and over again. And so he pours it out over and over again that the sinners and the despised can turn in here and listen so that they would remember who we are. We are the baptized. Jesus is the source of our life. He is our boast. He is our identity. Our everything will simply be this. We are baptized because God was baptized for us, because God has conquered death for us, and because God forgives us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your heart and your mind unto life everlasting. Amen.